Hey, 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 what's going on out there, everybody? Who is ready to do work? Hey, it's Richie Carey here with Follow Up Kings. Want to talk to you guys again about some of the restaurant marketing strategies that um, we're doing our big campaign on right now. So if you're a restaurant owner or a manager or even just a, a worker and you're wanting to create uh, better results, get bigger tips, bring more people in, and, and just really enhance what you're out there attempting to do, which is either build a business or build a clientele to grow um, yourself and your business, then you know this is the place to be. So I appreciate you guys being here. And what I wanna tell you guys about today, um, it's actually, it's gonna go into a little more of a sales um, set than, than normal. But if we apply it into our industry, into this restaurant industry as, as a whole, then um, you're, you're gonna see just unbelievable growth within your company and you're gonna see people spend more money with you personally, with your business, however, however it works out for you. So check this out. In the sales world, one of the big things that we try to do when we're trying to sell a product or service is to get people in what we call the right frame. And you can, you can just call it the frame of mind if you want to, but we just call them frames. And, and we wanna position what they're getting ready to do as, as, uh, as something that they're gonna finish and complete, right? So one of the problems that we do in the restaurant industry is very often people will bring you the bill and then ask you if you want dessert. But when you brought me the bill, you put me in the frame of this is finished. I'm, this is over. We're done. So it's very hard to get someone, once you've put them in the frame, to do something to then take a different action. Okay? And I'll give you an example. Um, <clears throat> we actually ran a test uh, with one of the products we were, we were selling online. And the button at the end, when they finished everything, said, get instant access now. And then we ran what we call a split test, and that button said, click here to finish. And when we actually got a much higher completion rate with the click here to finish button, and we got really excited. We thought, oh man, this is awesome. So, I mean, we I think it was... I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like 30 or 30 some percent jump in people completing that part of the process. And we thought, fantastic. But then over the next couple of weeks, we realized that our sales numbers tanked. They went down dramatically. And when we stepped back away from what we were doing and analyzed it, instead of just purely looking at the, you know, the initial numbers, you gotta look at all the, you gotta look at the big picture is that we were putting people in the frame of mind that they were done. So when they click click here to finish, and then all of a sudden it goes to this next page that we're asking them to do, take some other form of action, then it's a little um, it's a little odd, right? I mean, I'm sure you guys can get that. You can't, can't go somewhere and people tell you like, this is what's happening. And then in the very next step, that's not actually what's happening. It's a problem, and and we do that a lot with the way we um, go out and approach our customers in the restaurant industry. Like in all reality, we truly need to be training our staff to go out there 
and start framing the customer at the table for everything that's going to happen while they're at that meal. Matter of fact, again, going back to a sales process, they always call it setting the agenda. As soon as you sit down with a customer or a client, you say, hey, this is what we're going to go over today. One, two, three, four, five. Then I'm going to do this and we're going to get you finished up and I'll get you an appointment or I'll get you installed on this date. And even, I mean, like that's the first thing I say to them. If I'm selling them something that we have to install in a week, when I set the agenda, I say, and then we're going to install it in a week. I haven't even sold them. I haven't told them anything, but I'm telling them that we're installing this thing because I'm starting to frame their mind as if they already have it. So you can get your servers to go out there and do the same thing. Uh, and you will see an increase in your numbers. Now, to take that a step further, <clears throat> you need to start, as a business, you need to start framing your customer with your ads. So whatever it is that you're sending out to get them to come in, whether it's, you know, uh, loyalty stuff where it's like texting or emails or if you're doing Facebook ads or Facebook posts that are actually trying to bring them in and stuff you know you definitely need to be doing interactive stuff too so you can get your viewership up and your and your interaction levels and people actually seeing your your uh, information but on on your other ads when whenever you're trying to make that enticing offer for them to come in and you talk about your restaurant frame it the way you want it to be <clears throat> I had a restaurant um, that we, we worked with that said that he really wanted to change the culture of his restaurant because they had become known for, you know, uh, basically as if they were fast food. And it was because the initial um, building that they opened up in was really small. So people loved their food. People loved the culture and the, um, the atmosphere there, but it was so small that literally I think like they could only have like 20 people in there at a time. So when you wanted to go over there, it was always packed. So you ended up like a, a ton of people ended up just getting it to go all the time. And it that's just kind of the mindset that you started associating that business with. And um, so he wanted to get out of that, right? So we had to start posting and talking about and running ads about how we're not fast food, that, you know, we're good food, that it's cooked to order, that you have to wait on it, you know, that um, when you come in, what we want to be is this this type of environment where he, he would talk about being able to come in and relax and kick back and have a beer and watch the game and, and be that atmosphere. So he had to re-educate people. He had to re... I'm doing the air quotes right now if you can't, you can't see me, obviously. Um, he had to reframe them into understanding what they were walking into. Because okay? when he first moved into his bigger location, people were coming in. They were having to be wait, or they were waiting to be seated. weren't used to that. Uh, the food was taking a little longer than expected, but it wasn't taking any longer than normal. It was just taking longer than they expected from that place because they had become known as I show up and get my food because I ordered it to go. So we have to truly start thinking about the way we're framing everything we're doing in our restaurant from the way we. Uh, talk about the environment our customers are going to walk into to when they're actually at the table, our staff going out and talking to them about how this this meal is going to go. You know, like I'm going to get you started with an appetizer and then I'll get your all's entrees. I'll make sure your drinks are filled. We'll get you guys some kind of great dessert. There's this in the back and, you know, kind of kind of build up the, the anticipation of, of one of your desserts that's 
awesome and kind of kind of entice them and then tell them like if they don't want to do it tell them again to upsell hey man this is so much better this is awesome this is amazing do you want me to just get it and i'll bring out two or three spoons for you all to share and um and that can have a tremendous tremendous impact on you and then i'll give you one last story to kind of put this into perspective and it doesn't have to do with the restaurant industry but i think you'll get where i'm going is <clears throat> i can't remember the name of the book right now ah oh, shoot um it doesn't matter. There was um, there was a college, you know those those. Uh, I went to a tiny, tiny little college here in West Virginia, but um, there was a college somewhere, and it was this big old huge campus. And those one of those classes where there's like seven, eight, nine hundred people in one class, right? And they had a substitute, so they did a test. They 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 sent um, somebody in prior to the substitute coming in, and they informed the class that they were going to have a substitute but they wanted to do get a survey on him because they were considering hiring him uh, full-time at an, in another position. So they handed out um, a survey, and they said, after the class, we want you to fill that out. And up at the top of the survey, there was a brief introduction to who this man was. And the first, like half the class got one introduction, and the other half the class got another introduction. And the only difference in the words or in the in the introduction was, I can't even remember the guy's name, but it was like Mr. Jones is kind of a cold teacher, right? And then it went on and explained a story. And then the other half of the class got um, their form said Mr. Jones is a very warm, caring teacher. And it went on, you know, with the rest of the thing. Everybody else, every all the other words were exactly the same. And what happened was, I'm sure you can already kind of guess where this is going, but what happened was um, when they took the surveys and they got them all back, the majority of the class, a very high percentage of the class that got the one that said he was cold, turned in a survey that indicated that he was cold. That he was, he talked down to them, that he, that he was just real standoffish, that he was uppity and stuck up, and that kind of stuff. And then... The other half of the class that said that he was warm and caring said that he was a great teacher. He was very engaging. He seemed to care about what their answers and thoughts were. And it was it was as if they had two separate teachers, these people. And, and that's what we're doing with our customer base. So our whole thing here is trying to teach us how to create better relationships, how to create more um, loyalty and a connection with our with our customer base and framing their experience before that that experience starts is such a massive part of that if i was going to introduce you to a friend right now and i said hey this is my buddy jared he's kind of a prick but don't worry about it i mean he's a good guy he'll make you laugh and it'll be fun a lot of people no matter how that evening goes are going to think he's a prick because that's how I introduced him that's the image you put in your mind before you ever met him okay so let's start framing what the environment the atmosphere the experience that we want our customers to have prior to them even getting there and keeping that on a regular loop um, as we're talking about that kind of the culture we're building inside of our businesses and then let's start teaching our staff to frame and educate 
um, the customer at the table of what they're going to do and how their how their night's going to go. All right, you guys have a good one. I appreciate you guys listening. Oh, hey, do me a favor. Um, if you guys are listening to this on the podcast, maybe click a couple reviews on there, shoot a couple comments on there. Um, this is still brand new to me. Never done a podcast. This is what three, f- uh, four episodes in. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still learning and, and trying to figure out how to how to put this out there the right way but i appreciate anybody and everybody who's out there listening shoot me out some reviews some comments and um i will talk to you guys later get out there and do work all right